All aboard the love plane. April Fools. It's the love train. Yeah, we don't want to create as much climate catastrophe as planes do. I mean, for the most part, unless you're in East Palestine, in which case, well, the train. Whew! You poor people. But climate catastrophe is everywhere. And we are here on FDR, me, and Captain Max. Hello, Dr. Susie. Lubkowitz, de Filangeri. Oh, thank you very much. And tonight's topics include Trumpty Dumpty falls again. Trumpty Dumpty. <laughs> we'll see if he stays splat this time. But uh, also, just all kinds of exciting news in sex and death and pleasure. Don't miss our obituary, sir. <laughs> Don't miss our film review yeah. oh, of yeah. pleasure, which is the opposite of pleasure. And pain, lots of pain from all kinds of directions. And politics, of course, and bonobos, yes indeed. And April Fools, we are fools for love, I guess. I'm a fool for love. And really, April Fools, no prank can top reality when it comes to foolishness this year. And the biggest prank has already been played on the Trump train, not the love train. The Trump choo -choo. train choo -choo. has been derailed. They thought he was Teflon Don, but the anointed one is now the indicted one. And the problem with Teflon is it breaks up. <laughs> Right. And you could break up the counts into 34 indictments in Manhattan, and I think more are to come in Georgia, Georgia and beyond. So we're excited. I mean, we don't want to gloat too much because it's just kind of rude. But, hey, it's... A long time coming. There's been so many victims of Trumpy Dumpty. He's fallen on so many people, and they're the ones that have fallen apart. And so, yeah, we're kind of celebrating. But at the same time, we are wondering if we are the April Fools. And, well, I mean, is there some way this is a prank on the Democrats? Because since he was indicted, Trump's polls have gone up. Because that's how the Trump train or the chump train rolls down the tracks to fascism. Here on the love train, we are rolling towards the bonobo way. And... So we're talking about sex, politics, and bonobos. And yeah, that's the big news in politics right now is the Trumpus. And it's not an April Fool's prank, at least I hope not. And it's not a witch hunt, brothers and sisters. It's a pussy ass bitch hunt with a hat tip to Chrissy Teigen. How about that Lindsey Graham, Lady G, begging the maggots to give Trump money? 
And this after he spearheaded the impeachment of Bill Clinton just for lying about consenting adult sex and not in court, no crime. I wasn't a big fan of Billy Jeff or Hillary, really. They weren't my first choice. In fact, I was my first choice since I ran for president. Except I told you a very deep truth that nobody believed. The great right-wing conspiracy. That's out to turn this country into a fascistic state. But Hillary didn't come up with that until after Bill was accused. And so before that, I wasn't a big fan of his neoliberal policies or bombing Iraq. Really, the sanctions were terrible. But once our president was put on the rack just for having consenting adult sex by this group of Puritans who had done much worse, I did defend him all during the impeachment. And thankfully, he was not convicted. But, hey, it's one reason I kind of have a little bit of mixed feelings about this particular accusation, except I have to say, it's not just about having sex with Stormy Daniels. Hey, Stormy, go Stormy. Stormy is on a hero's journey. Yes, indeed. Anyway, it's not just about having sex with Stormy Daniels and lying about it. It's also about violating laws, uh, campaign finance laws in this case, and lying about that, and having your lawyer go to prison over it, but you don't because your attorney general, who acts like your personal lawyer, fixes it for you. See, this is the part that is his crime. And it is not his worst crime by any means. We could go into his crimes, and maybe we will in this show, but it is a crime. And there are a few similarities, though, with the Clinton impeachment. Both included a woman named McDougal. Trump also paid off Karen McDougal and the Republican witch hunters put Susan McDougal, who was a former business partner of Billy Jeff and Hillary, into prison for a long time for not telling them what they wanted to hear. It's not unprecedented, by the way, or unprecedented, as Trumpus spelled it in one tweet, to arrest a former president, by the way. Ulysses S. Grant was arrested for speeding 121 years ago. He was in his horse-drawn carriage, and he was probably drunk as well. And the officer who arrested him knew who he was and arrested him. And yeah. he had to, I don't know, pay a fine. And he was always drunk. I think that was one reason he was such a good general in a horrible war. You have to be crazy or drunk in these wars. And on the other side, if the joke is on us, well, you can run for president from prison. And one of my favorite people, actually, in history, Eugene Debs ran for president from jail in 1920. 
What do you think about these Trump indictments, Captain Max? Uh, well, okay, so the, his worst crime, listen very carefully, is lying to you to get your money. The chump train. Yeah, the chump train. And you're the chumps, okay? And he's riding the train, and you're sending him money so that he can get richer and richer and run this campaign on a bunch of lies, on a bunch of lies. And I feel sorry for you people that are in Tennessee, that are in the Midwest, are in uh, Utah. And I don't know what happened to you. I thought you were smart people, tough farmers. Turns out you're chumps. Yeah, they're chumps. I wouldn't say they're stupid. I would say no, they're, they're desperate yeah. and scared, and he's taking advantage okay. of that. And you're desperate and scared of transgender people? <laughs> history, real history of this country that you don't want anybody to hear. There's you a lot more to be afraid yeah, of, like right. the complete collapse of our financial system of our manufacturing and the sacrifice of everything on the altar of the military industrial complex and that's why you're losing your houses that's why you're losing your jobs that's why because you're so scared i never heard that americans were scared oh well i, I thought americans they are very scared yeah. that's why we have the biggest military by far, 12 by far. times over, 100 times over than anyone else in the world. Because we are so scared that they're going to leap across these oceans to get at us. Ah. You know, first of all, America's a very tough country to invade. We've got Canada on one side. We've got oceans on the other side. We've got Mexico down below. And, uh, you know, and we're itching and picking a war with someone with the Chinese. Yes, and we're not a tough country to surpass. And China is doing just that, economically speaking. They're not trying to surpass us militarily, although they don't really want what we're doing in the China Strait by Taiwan to be happening right in their backyard. Can you imagine if China was putting military bases all over like South America? I mean, they're not, and right. yet we are. But they are surpassing us not just in economic questions, which is big enough, but also in diplomacy. The biggest news is that China made peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And yes, this could be tremendous for the world, really good. Like maybe help to stop the war in Yemen, which by the way, Trump really, really exacerbated. And that was one of his worst crimes. He wasn't really creative enough to start new wars, but he certainly made worse a lot of the wars that were going on. And yes, oh, I see, cut the Pentagon, says yes, Yemen was Trump's worst crime. But then again, Obama was also supporting the Saudis and Emiratis bombing and starving Yemeni children. Listen, the Democrats are not 
saints or even much better, but they are somewhat better. You know what? When it comes to military, I'm not sure who's better, but I just know that when it comes to many other issues, especially domestic issues, the Democrats are better. They're going to be better for our rights, the environment, and here we have this DA, this Alvin Bragg, who I can't brag about. He didn't go to Yale. He went to Harvard. But he's there and he's trying to go after Trump. And oftentimes the ogres are gotten not by their most ogreish activities. Like who's that gangster that got nabbed for tax evasion? Uh, Al Capone. Al Capone. Right. Even though he murdered a gazillion people. And that's what he should have been nabbed for, but uh, it's hard sometimes to get people on the true sins. The war crimes that all of our presidents are guilty of. We've got these countries, okay, with these people who head up these countries who are all bananas. They have no brain. All they care is about themselves and their families and their bank accounts. Yeah. And their bank accounts get downloaded from your miserable little bank accounts, get loaded onto their big old bank accounts. And we're going, yeah, go Trump, go Trump. Yeah, that's the main problem is Trump is just a clown for the rich. Okay? They pretend that they think he's crass and... I guess they're going along with, let's arrest him. But they support him for the most part. Guys like that Peter Thiel, whose boyfriend mysteriously <laughs> fell off a balcony. Fell off and they say balcony. he jumped off. Oh, yeah. They say it was a suicide, even though there was no note. I'm not saying, I'm not accusing, I'd like but... I'd like to know what kind of railing, what kind of railing they had there. Was it like a metal railing and he got up on top of the metal railing or put one leg over the metal railing with the balls on top of the metal railing? Anytime you could jump off a balcony, you could also get pushed off. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And he was trying to convince Mr. Teal that maybe he shouldn't be supporting such anti-gay causes. <laughs> Since Mr. Teal himself... Is gay. Is and his gay. boyfriend is gay. gay. And maybe Mr. Teal thought, well, I'm invulnerable. No one can touch me because I'm such a rich bitch. But his boyfriend... Yeah, I only take it in the ass. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that except the shit. Oh, it's okay. It's great. Take it in the ass. Take an enema first, please. Oh, yeah. Well, no. That's much more. Not too many enemas. It's always good to keep clean. Much nicer to have your ass clean. Absolutely. How did we get on to ass I, I don't know. Don't ask Okay. Me. Well, we are going to talk about this movie, Pleasure, which was not a pleasure. It was made, I think, a couple years ago. came out last year. We didn't see it until now it's supposed to be about the porn industry involved a lot of people in the porn industry but it really presented the porn industry as like horrible like as bad as the military at least you get beat up as much i mean every scene was a horrible harrowing experience just to watch was it was it filmed in guantanamo it looked like it that. It looked like that. Torture. It? Torture. Just Torture. slapping, punching, yeah. 
choking. The, the porn industry is not about torture. No. I mean, maybe yeah. some. 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 There's a bit. And usually those BDSM movies are very careful. And actually, the one BDSM scene they had in this movie, Pleasure, they kind of show that they ask her a lot of questions, and that isn't the worst scene. The worst scenes are the supposed regular porn scenes where the guys act like Attila the Hun. Maybe one out of a hundred porn scenes that you see out there on porn tube, porn, wherever you're looking, is horrible and violent like that. But really not, hardly at all. Now, we know people in it. Axel Braun, Dana DiArmond, Mark Spiegler. Uh, but I think they were kind of, I don't want to say tricked like it was April Fool's, but... Tricked. Every, uh, uh, no, everybody wants to be in a movie. You want to be in a movie? Hey, I could have done it. And then I find out, oh, this is really an anti-sex movie. And that's what this was. This was an anti-sex movie by an anti-sex woman, by an anti-sex group of people. Okay, so let's name names. Yeah. It was written and directed by Ninja Thyberg. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Who knows? Freiburg, anyway. Freiburg is fine. Friar. So she was sponsored in part by Swedish Film Institute and the Netherlands Film Fund. And all I can say is Sweden and Holland are not what they used to be. Oh, now, let me say something about the, the, the uh, Dutch uh, Film Institute. Uh, now some things are starting to clarify. Maybe... I'm a little fog-headed here right now. They finance any movie. This is Holland. So if you're an artist, they give you a stipend every month. And they don't care whether you draw pussies or, uh, you know. So that could be they made a, an application. You want to make a movie. Right. Sure. In Holland, you want to be a painter. Sure, be a painter. We'll pay you so much. You'll have a studio. And let me say this about painters and artists in Holland. The Dutch government holds in its warehouses billions of dollars of art. Yeah. That they funded and financed mm. and belongs to them. Huh? How wow. about that? Huh? And they are trying to get tourists to come and look at their art and not at the red light district. <laughs> but everybody wants to go to Amsterdam for the red light district. And everybody thinks of Sweden as being sexually liberated. But this is an opposite game. Pleasure is not pleasure. They call it that to catch you because they know you want pleasure. Everybody does. And so you want to see a movie called Pleasure. pleasure. But it's not about pleasure. There is no pleasure in this movie. They don't even want pleasure. The people in the movie are after money, fame, some sort of ambition. They don't really seem to want pleasure. Maybe they want respite from all of the violence. Well, I mean, if you want to be spit on and slapped and <laughs> and, and fucked in the ass uh, by 12 people. <laughs> that hurts. It hurts. <laughs> hurts, hurts. It is a lot of pain, and not in that nice, kinky, BDSM understood way that is not just consent, but enthusiastic consent. You know, one thing in the movie, they make this 
sort of big deal in quotes about the fact that the lead gal has to say, yes, I consent to this, when it's so obvious that she doesn't know what she's consenting to. That's not consent, folks. And that's not how the porn industry that I know of, and I'm not saying the porn industry is all uniform. That's the character of this gal. But, you know, and I'm okay with the character. It's just that every scene, she doesn't even have a private life where she has like a little Jill off that's good. None of it's good. It's all negative, And I think there's some Christian support for this or you could say the sex negative wing of feminism. I'm all for freedom of speech, let them do it. But on the other hand, this is an industry that I feel close to and it is very connected to sex therapy, sexology, erotica industries that I'm not really a porn star. Some people think I am, but uh, not. I've been in a couple of porn movies with non-porn roles and it's not like that. You've heard it from me, and maybe I spoiled it for you, but pleasure is no pleasure. There's no pleasure in this movie. On the other hand, Deep Throat (laughs) is, well, I can't say it's a brilliantly executed movie, but there is no execution, and it's not violent, and it's an old movie. It was the original porn movie. It's a classic. And it became a phrase in politics. It's beyond porn. And it is coming to L.A. We just talked to Gerard Damiano, Jr., and his sister, Chris Starr Damiano. And we are going to be involved in the presentation. Uh, They asked me to be the moderator of a little talk that we're going to have about the impact, so to speak, of Deep Throat. And we're looking for venues. Right, so if you own a theater... Right, let us know. If you've got a nice big mansion like they have in the porn movies that can seat, you know, a few hundred people, hey. And where we can put out a red carpet. Right, loan us your mansion. That's... Right? Something. Yeah. Right. And, and let me add something else here. There's Deep Throat, and then there's basically the father of modern erotic film. His name is Lossie Braun. Exactly. And Axel is in the pleasure movie. Axel Braun is his son. Lossie Braun made beautiful erotic movies. And funny. And funny with humor. That was another thing. Not only was this movie pleasure, not erotic to me at all, not a pleasure, it wasn't funny. It didn't have one funny bone in it. (laughs) Let alone a funny boner. Let alone a funny boner. Sex is a comedy, not a tragedy. Tragedy. I didn't say that. Camille Paglia did. I don't agree with her about a lot of things, one of which is that she likes Trump. But, (laughs) hey, I think she's brilliant when it comes to certain things. And for the most part, when you compare sex with corporate climate catastrophe, with war, with violence, with cancer with just so many bad things in the world. There's bad sex, but mostly sex heals a billion times more 
then it kills. That's why we got all these people. <laughs> so Deep Throat is coming. We're trying to help out. We are also looking for sponsors. If you own a sex toy company or something that might benefit. So we're seeing what we can do. Meanwhile, we're being censored everywhere. <laughs> right. Of course, we're censored on YouTube. And another sex entrepreneur is being censored. And she made a documentary about porn called Money Shot. And she's censored on Instagram. And I think Money Shot, which I haven't seen, is sponsored by Pornhub. So, of course, it's... Probably more positive. More positive. I might enjoy it more. I just think it's sad that it costs so much money to do this and you have to have a sponsor and gear your documentary towards that sponsor. We don't have a sponsor. Nobody but you, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, and your problems. That's what sponsors us when you call us. And otherwise, we're just us. We tell you. We're hanging out. Like it is. But, you know, let let me me say something else here. All all this thing about uh, exploitation and porn, that's in Hollywood, too. Oh, my God, yes. Let me say something about that related to pleasure. Yes. That's a Hollywood movie. They had porn actors and actresses in that movie, as well as regular. And what they put those performers through was vicious, much worse than porn. And that's Hollywood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can't have a stunt performer because they're Mm close-ups. So you're seeing the face of this woman being slapped and choked. I just, I'm knocking my microphone trying to demonstrate this. But yes, slapped and choked and... And and spit on? Spit on. What the fuck? You know what? I think it was an anti... What's his name who just died? Our friend Max Hardcore. Oh, yes. I think they wanted to show that the whole porn industry is Max Hardcore. But that was worse than Max Max Hardcore. Hardcore. I had to watch Max Hardcore movies because I wanted to prepare when he was my guest a few years ago. And they were bad. I didn't like them. They're all got vomiting, all this rainbow shower stuff. Best rainbow shower scene, though, is in a Hollywood movie. Got to say, it's in Triangle of Sadness. Oh, and they're rolling around on a ship and... <laughs> Talking about capitalism versus socialism, socialism on the intercom, like a radio show. And they're vomiting from oh, having Lord. eaten bad fish. All these rich people. It's a great scene. The movie itself, eh, some of it's good, but that scene itself is worth the movie. I don't think there's any scene in Pleasure that is worth that piece of trash. Deep Throat now has some humor. I hope you guys come out to see it, and if you can, sponsor it. If you can, let's do it in your theater. Yeah, pass the word. You got Maybe you don't have a nice mansion. Uh, you know, maybe you have a friend who has a nice mansion, or maybe you have a friend who has a, a theater, or maybe you have a friend who owns, uh, who owns uh, Romantics. There you go. Romantics is a big, they're not paying me for this, by the way. Romantics is a big uh, chain of sex toys, and they have a lot of deep throat stuff in there. That oh, they yeah. Sell. 
Actually, sure. all the sex toys, toys right. you know, play with that word, deep throat. It's a big term. No, it's a political. It's a political. It became a political term. Yes, it was what they called the informant, the informant. on Watergate the deep for throat. the Washington Post when right. the Washington Post was a little bit independent before they got purchased by Amazon. Also happening at the end of May, our vice special featuring our Bonoboville reunion with a lot of our friends is coming out the end of May. That's different than what we've got now on Vice. We are the Vice King and Queen, I tell you. Sex before the internet, featuring real sex, discussions, and memories, playbacks. Memories? And memories, although they cover those because it's on YouTube and you can't show memories on YouTube. Well, you can show the memory part, but you can't show the little nipple part. (laughs) Right. Those nipples, they're radioactive. All around, you can show the memories, but then when you get to the radioactive part, which is the nipple for some reason, Mm. suddenly. We're in an obscene country of some sort. (laughs) (laughs) Does your girlfriend have nipples? Do you have nipples? Mm, Let alone genitalia. By the way, the only shot of female genitalia in Pleasure, where it's spread open, is the shower scene, where it's kind of shaving. Ah, Some people like shaving. Besides that, they showed big sausages. A lot of big sausages. A lot of big sausages. Even the nice guy winds up being somewhat violent in this movie. So, ugh. Anyway, it's spring still, and it's time for spring holidays. So, Ramadan Mubarak, I want to say to my Muslims out there. And Samer Pesach because it's almost Pesach, that's right. It's also almost Easter, time for resurrection. I keep telling my YouTube bots that I talk to, it's almost Easter, let's resurrect my channel. (laughs) They don't get it. That's how I know they're bots. They're bots. It's almost Passover and it brings me to a moment where I want to just remind everyone, Jews and non-Jews, that Judaism is not Zionism. Thank you. Beer. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no. Go right ahead and I was just ordering talk some about beer. beer. Ordering a you should order. be ordering Manischewitz wine ah. for Passover. And matzah. Matzah. This is the whole idea. This terrible unleavened bread that's like the crackers that I actually All like the Catholics it. eat in mass. That's the body of Christ. The matzah is a little bit like the body of Christ without the Christ. You can't fit it all in your mouth at once. Well, you break the matzah. You have to break the matzah. Right. See, break. that's one thing that the priest figured out is you break the yeah. crackers in advance. You don't stuff this down somebody's throat. Because I'll tell you, matzah makes for a lot of crumbs. I don't care how neat <laughs> a balabusta you are. You're going to have crumbs all over all your over table and, and probably your, in bed. And your pants, you on your shirt, and mm-hmm. everywhere. But it's all based on a fantasy. That's my opinion. Like most fantasies in the Bible with little basis in history. 
the Jews, I'm not going to argue whether they were in Israel or not, whether Moses existed, but the Jews did not build the pyramids. They were built by humans, probably Egyptians, all kinds of slaves, maybe a few Jews, but not this mass of Jews that would have been recorded in history. They weren't built by aliens either, but the Jews were more dispersed always. They didn't leave in such a hurry that the bread didn't have time to rise. Maybe Jews in Eastern Europe fleeing a pogrom would leave early so that the bread doesn't rise. I just had that idea that that is probably where matzah comes from, that it comes from leaving anti-Semites in Europe, not so much in Egypt where there's no record of that, but there's plenty of record of pogroms happening. And they're dispersed all over the world, which is kind of great. And that's why at the end of the Passover, people sing next year in Jerusalem, which is really a beautiful melody. And let's see if I can just sing a little of it because I have a terrible throat from my dental procedures. I'm not going to go into that, but I am on painkillers. So let's give it a try. Lishana Habaa, Lishana Habaa, Lishana Habaa, the Yerushalayim. Lishana Habaa, Lishana the Yerushalayim. Amen and a women. Amen and a women. And, and when I grew up, I didn't feel that Zionist urge. I didn't think next year in Jerusalem meant I had to go to the actual Jerusalem. I thought. It meant just paradise. You know, I didn't ever feel the Zionist urge, honestly. I prefer to be a wandering Jew, a longing for a homeland, which I think is kind of the human condition. But you could say it's the Jewish condition because we don't have a country. And I don't want to be a woman with a country, really. I'm not all that country-oriented. <laughs> I like that idea. But honestly, I didn't question the Zionist urge until I visited Jerusalem and I saw that it was an Arab city. And I saw that all of Israel was not a land without people for a people without land. It was a land full of Arabs, Palestinians. So... Ramadan Mubarak and Pesach Sameach and hopefully this Israeli uprising that is going on is going to turn Israel around but I'm not really confident. What's happening now in Israel is downright biblical. The protests, the people seem to realize something that they are afraid to say the Israelis, that they've been living in a land that oppresses other people, which is the Palestinians. And now that land, not the land, but the government is oppressing its own citizens. Not so much, but still, the oppression continues. One oppression leads to another. We have to free ourselves, brothers and sisters, we humans, or there won't be much of a world and we'll all have to go to Jerusalem in the sky or the other place that we go, or maybe nowhere. So I think we should go back to our obituary. 
Oh, yes, this week's obituary. Moments. Yes, with deep and sad... Say Cottish. Heart. We, we say goodbye to like three to people, actually. Three people. This week. This, by the way, as you get older, is going to happen to you. Death. Okay. Sex and death and happen death. to everybody. Right. And your friends. So you're going to call your friend on the cell phone, and he's not going to answer. They're not going to answer because they're dead. That's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. So I've lost a lot of friends, real friends, and yeah. friends of the screen, from the screen. Yes, 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 that, yes. Uh, that I miss. Uh, and uh, who died this week? Okay, so we already mentioned Max Hardcore. Max Hardcore. We'll probably come back to him. We've had him on the show. He's a very nice guy. His movies are hardcore, and they involve golden showers, rainbow showers, usually young but not underage women, 18, 19, 20, 21, although he had a girlfriend that was in a lot of his movies who's in her 30s, 40s. She was great. Yes, anyway. yes. She mm-hmm. sat on your head. She sat on my bust. <laughs> oh, your bust. Right. And, and broke your hat. broke my hat. Yeah. Now I put hats on the bust by our Russian Jewish sculptor friend, Yossi Vardan. Hi, Yossi. Hi, Yossi. We love the bust. Anyway... Max Hardcore made some pretty hardcore movies, but none were as bad, I would say, as this pleasure movie. And let me add something. They busted him not on his American movies that he made. You mean Max? Yeah. On his European movies. Right. Because he couldn't show those here. That's why they busted him in Florida. It was something to do with mailing it. They ordered it from there. It was police that ordered his movie. They entrapped him, basically. They entrapped him, correct. And people were so grossed out on the jury by pissing and whatever else, but none of it was really as bad. Although Al Goldstein got busted the same way because he was sending screw across state lines. So they busted him, I forget where, in Iowa, Iowa, someplace. His strategy was he took all these hardcore pictures. And put them on the wall. And, and put them all over the wall. To get people used to yeah. looking at in, in, in the genitalia. The and then you realize, it's this part of my body. body. That's how I felt when I first saw Deep Throat, was, yeah. whoa, what's that monster? Oh my God, I got one of those between my legs. <laughs> if you don't see it, it looks quite appalling so his attorney was I forget who his attorney was but one of the brilliant ones of that time and uh, he just plastered the whole courtroom with uh, hardcore pictures of dicks and 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 vaginas and cock sucking and you name it and when the verdict came the jury went huh not guilty (laughs) right so we also want to say goodbye to goddess phoenix steel who i don't think you ever met but i met her and we bonded over our grief for sadie hawkins at domcon 2019 at the mistress tea and goddess sadie hawkins had been a big fan of the bonobo way and she was killed by one of her clients as a dominatrix, it's a tough business being a sex worker. It's a dangerous... I was stabbed in the middle of the night. That's right. Because I 
of what I did with sexuality. Because of our show, of a husband show. Yeah. was jealous of his wife dancing with Lassie Braun. Yeah. They didn't have sex. Right. They were dancing very passionately. Yes. And he came and tried to kill both of us. Right. And we got rid of him. We'll tell that story sometime. Sometime. One day. One day. But in any case, it is a tough business. And Goddess Phoenix Steele did not die because of her business. But she did die in a car accident. And it was an untimely death, as they say. She didn't die of sickness and old age. And so... It was kind of shocking, and I feel really bad, and I just wanted to say goodbye to her on the radio and thank her for her support and for being kind of a connection between me and goddess Sadie Hawkins and learning the bonobo way because she knew goddess Sadie Hawkins had talked about it to her. And I felt like it was passing on to a younger person, you know. It really sucks when you try to pass on your philosophy to a younger person, whether you're related to that person or not, and then the younger person dies before you. It feels wrong. So that's how life sometimes is. Life is sometimes wrong. Not as wrong as artificial intelligence, but still wrong for taking goddess Phoenix steel from us. But I'm so grateful that I met her at DomCon and that we could connect through our grief for goddess Sadie Hawkins and our love for the Bonobo Way, which she then passed on to more people who are still alive. I also want to say goodbye to Poppy. Poppy who is not so well-known in certain circles, but he was very well-known amongst people that would come to Dr. Susie Speakeasy in Bonoboville. I think he started coming in like 2010, 11. You know what he was known mostly for in his life? He was the hot sauce king. All right. Yeah, that's what I, I never knew that. He, wow. was, he was the hot sauce king. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? we provided the hot sauce, sauce for the hot, hot sauce, sauce king, king, but our hot sauce was of the erotic variety. He was always a wonderful spirit. W wonderful spirit. Great, happy person. He died kind of slowly. We knew he was not well. I think yeah. it was cancer. I'm not sure, but I think so. And so we say goodbye, farewell, we will see you sometime, somewhere. And, and Max Hardcore died from sepsis. Right, which I had in 2006. And you almost died. I almost died, but I miraculously got over it. Now I hear about more and more people getting sepsis, but at the time, we didn't know what it was. Even, Nobody got it. Even the doctors didn't know. No, they didn't know. They didn't know, not know how to fight a septic shock. You know what? I don't think they know how to fight it now. Uh, well, yeah. But they know yeah. better. They know better. And if you catch it in time is the key. key. This is a public cervix announcement. No, that's Annie Sprinkle's thing. <laughs> a public service announcement. And that is that if you start to feel like you're going to pass out, get yourself to an emergency room. 
because that's what happened to me and I survived septic shock. Yeah, and in essence, what septic shock is, is that if you get an infection and your antibodies go nuts, they start shutting down different parts of your body in order to get rid of the infection. But they're not doctors. <laughs> so they're shutting everything down. They're shutting the heart down. They're shutting the liver down. They're shutting... And so doctors have to fight to keep these organs uh, operating. But you can survive it. I did. And one day I'm going to write a book about it. But I'm too busy living. I don't want to write about almost dying, although it is kind of inspirational. And I did have a lot of erotic fantasies while I was on all those drugs. Yeah, and the bill was $700,000. Oh. <laughs> Seven hundred thousand dollars, and the only reason you actually survived was because when they first took you to the hospital, they said, "I said, where, where are you taking her?" And they said, "We're taking her to General Hospital." And I thought, "Oh my God!" Yeah, I thought that was where people oh, go to die. That's where they go to die. Well, it's very hard to die at General Hospital. Actually, yes. I, I met a, a homeless man there, and he was asking me about you. And uh, he says, what's wrong? I said, she has septic shock. He says, let me tell you something. If you are about to die, you go there. Because they don't let you die. <laughs> no matter how sick, how close to death you are. Yeah. yeah. And Max Hardcore, I mean, I loved the man, actually. He was a very nice guy. A little cowboy for my taste, but... You know, very nice guy. I, I know it, we had some controversial things where he met with some people at the speakeasy who now hate him, but no one ever accused him of any kind of sexual impropriety. Except that idiot female, excuse me, that idiot porn star who at Yale accused him of... But that wasn't at our place. No, no, that was at Yale. No one ever accused him of anything at the speakeasy in Bonoboville. But yes, uh, Sasha Gray... Sasha Gray, yeah. ...said he was a rapist yeah. while we were at Yale. She said that, and we weren't part of that, but Max did... My Max stood yeah. up and said, you know what, he's a filmmaker, and he always gets consent. She's the intellectual porn star that carries a book in her hand. And she was never in any of his movies. Right. Anyway, we certainly believe that porn can use a lot of improvement. Maybe I'd watch it then. I hardly watch it at all. It's not that it's violent. I just find it boring. Unless you watch a movie by Alassie Brown, Sensations. Yeah, well, that's old porn. Yeah, by yeah. the way, you can Or get even Deep Throat, or yeah, Damiano also made The Devil and Miss Jones. The Devil and Miss Jones, which, which was an extraordinary film. I hope anybody listening to this show Talk twice. also looks at the comments, yeah. because they're brilliant, and I... I love them. I, I don't know which ones to read, but <laughs> I will read the last one from Bert Sesame, who says he's glad that I survived. So am I. Yeah. And I'm the who's been? I'm the wife. Of the wife. <laughs> <laughs>
Adriana says almost no current porn is interesting or good. Well, that's why I don't watch hardly any of it. Cranking out as much as possible due to the internet. I agree the quality is low, but it's not that violent. No. People don't want all that violence. They don't give a lot of hits to all that slapping and, and choking and spitting. spitting. And they want to see blowjobs. The scene uh, that uh, one of the movies that uh, Lassie did was the double anal. But it was a joke. Was a, In this movie, it was taken so seriously. seriously. It's not the worst part of the movie. Actually, that scene, yeah. she's not doing that bad. It's not as bad a scene. because no. That scene's the interracial scene. It, this is one thing about the porn industry and one thing about people. The whole idea of why interracial is controversial. And there is one good moment in the movie when she says in response to a black actor saying interracial is kind of controversial and she says oh sounds racist and that was the only line in the movie that i could appreciate and what's the difference if you're getting slapped that's terrible but what color the skin is come on folks that's really <laughs> but they do make a big deal about it because when people who are looking at porn they're seeing colors they're not seeing how someone feels they mostly want to see someone looking like they're happy occasionally they want to see people looking terrible but not usually so speaking of good-looking things soon we're gonna have some cool t-shirts yes we have t-shirts we have some no, already no we got really cool we got t-shirts. make kink not war right. and squirt for peace squirt for peace yeah and we got more coming yep we got we're, co- we're f- they're coming. The T-shirts are popping out of our asses, out of our heads. <laughs> that sounds like a double anal. <laughs> By the way, I'm real glad that Trump has been indicted. And I'm also glad that the QAnon shaman has been freed. They freed him? I think he was in jail long enough. The footage shows him being escorted into the Capitol by police. Although I will say that that was selected by Tucker Carlson and it was really him being escorted out of the Capitol by the police, but he didn't do anything violent. And in any case, he's in a halfway house. He's not actually home. I think that's a good place for him on his way to leading a new cult, the cult of the QAnon shaman. I can't wait. No, I'm kidding of course april fools i don't want to see that at all but i probably will see it and we've got a caller on the line caller okay k dot hussein ramadan mubarak hello k dot yeah hello almost passover to you all too yeah i'm excited yeah ramadan is cool pesach sameach yes oh we learned hebrew now susan very interesting just now i did (laughs) <laughs> it kind of cool. came to me like chat GPT. I just looked it up and now I know Hebrew perfectly. <laughs> it does help with, uh, like, I forgot a bunch of my Hebrew from early on, but yeah. Manishtana halayla hazeh mikol halaylot, mikol halaylot, shebachol halaylot anuachlim. I ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh, no, that's nothing. Amen and a women. <laughs> right. All right. What's going on? It said invite to speak, and then I just hit the little button. I was just planning on listening to what the... Ah, ah but you couldn't help yourself. 
You no, had no, to no, hit no, the no. little I think button. Abraham just really likes me, so he just wants to see. What you I think Abraham likes you? I'm gonna have yeah. Abraham yeah, answer Abraham that. Thinks I have cool insights. Abraham, how do you feel about K. Dot, and why yeah. is oh he selected? Now, so K. Dot, he has a picture of a soccer ball, and I remember I used to always play soccer. So that's how I can. Oh, soccer! soccer. Oh, it's a football. It's international. Why? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's football. It's football. Just not a picture of a soccer ball. It looks like a carpet. Art, actually. What? It's actually not a carpet. Um, Catherine drew this for me in her art class. This is a landu board. It's a very sophisticated game played in Hmm. India and Africa. And what what is the name of it? The design. Landu. 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 It's a long, intricate game that Africans and Indians play. Uh-huh. Indians think they invented it, but we're like, no, you did not invent it. Indians, we invented it yeah. in Africa and borrowed That's it. Right. And, it and Italians so, invented you know. pasta, not the Chinese. Uh, sure, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I like Alfredo too, whatever. Oh, it's good. okay. So, yeah, no. So, yeah, that's why I like... Uh, his picture okay on, i on see wow interesting. yeah there's there's, our, there's all these people in here mm, so. i'm not into sports well this is not sports yeah this is actually more this like, is like a board, board i'm not really into board games no. either no you're not into no i'm into sex <laughs> i'm into pleasure you're fucking double d's on the picture here double, double d's, d's. It makes a lot of sense where are those yeah i, I have no double d's i'm a oh, b on cool. a good day I'm I like just push them together. I prefer the C cup, B cup types. Just a preference. This is the kind of balls I can talk about right here. <laughs> I mean, actually, I played bocce ball with a bunch of old Italian guys once. And bocce. I like ping pong. But soccer, I would usually get kicked in the face. Although it's not so violent. And, of course, we're talking about what everyone else in the world calls football. But for me, the best balls to talk about are the ones that are parts of our bodies. The men have them under their dicky poos. And ladies' balls, uh, not really balls, but they're <laughs> bosoms. And mine are not very large, really. You can check me out sometime when you see me naked. Um, it's okay. You don't have to, Susan. I'll, I'll pass. I'm, I don't I'm have to. Lost. Growing up, yeah. You I said I want to. I didn't say okay. whether I have to. You have the right to object as well. Right. So I, I'm not really into the whole. Yeah. I'm you not, object? No. no. I, I wasn't too much into the blondes growing up. I had a thing for the like dark brunettes. Really. Oh, I did black have, like, brunettes. Yeah. When I put my breasts together, nobody says anything. I'm not really too interested into the, into the whole sex part, but I do like the politics ah. and pleasure right yes. and bonobos you know right. those things are things i like bonobos about, have a lot of sex whole, yeah that's cool <laughs> I, I heard their politics is based on their sexual relationships the females build political alliances through hoka hoka a bunch of cucks yeah they're all a bunch of cucks highly gross being a happy cuckold is the essence <laughs> to a happy, peaceful world. That's very un-Jewish like to be cucked, by the way. I don't know why you're in. I have that. a problem with a lot of practices in Judaism. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I don't know what sect you practice, but are you, are you rabbinical or are you like Hasidic? I'm Susanical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a secularist. I am secularist. Rabbi Rebetzin Irreverend Dr. Susan Block, and I have my own Midrash baby. Sounds really cool. That's what this show is all about.
pick it up in where Philadelphia Philadelphia basically yeah. Philadelphia is where I was born and uh, that's where I picked it up hot bed of juice and then I discovered that if I was going to go all the way with it I would be excommunicated or whatever the term is for Judaism if I tried to preach my beliefs in a synagogue or a temple so I found a radio show and started doing it and yet I have never left my roots as none of us ever do and my roots are in a middle-class suburban Philadelphia Judaism yeah not a Zionism never although we did have respect for Israel that I have since lost yeah that's funny I've never like actually met a Zionist at the synagogue either like, oh I did to themselves either um, when I was um, at Tree of Life that's where I went to synagogue wow so not too far away from your old down in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. it, it was pretty liberal. I've never met the Zionists they speak about in Israel or the ones with the Zionist policies or politics. I've never met one, never came across one. But I hear there's a lot of them that exist. I don't know, is it in California or Everywhere. Israel itself? One of those two is what they say. But I've never seen them in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania in general. Do they hide there? Now they're hiding. I think a lot of them are switching. I think they're seeing the light. I would hope that some of the ones that I knew as a child and a teenager who believed in the Zionist cause, who believed it was a leftist cause, who were very hoodwinked by basically, I'm not going to go into it, but it, people that wanted to populate Israel. And you could say the United States was one of those forces that wanted to put a sort of satellite friendly country in the Middle East mm -hmm. and so I was kind of duped by that never that interested in it but duped and people I knew were very interested in it and some of them still are and some of them have since seen that Israel is an occupying force and that this is not a good way to be as a good Jew to be an occupying force. I, I have to agree with you, Susan. I do have to agree with you on that point. By the way, I, okay, so I did, I forgot the, the occupation, oh. them being occupied, and not even good ones, at least like treat the people who you occupied with decency, I would say, did occupy. But um, I was going to go back to, I did meet one, I, I almost forgot here, seventh grade bar mitzvah, no, it was a bat mitzvah, Eliza's bar mitzvah, there was this really creepy rabbi in like the corner who did seem really, really radical in his politics. But I, I didn't I didn't probe at that time because I was too young. He kept talking about um, how they're, they're the best things to ever happen. And I'm, I was there simply trying to enjoy some good Jewish music and some chalas. Going to Israel, you mean, is bread. the best thing, and Zionism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel, yeah. I certainly thing. heard and a like, lot of uh, that. Those Arabs over there are dirty, and we should be, we should take the rest of um, the land. He was the only one I've, I've seen him profess these ideas in like a one-on-one -on -one sort of. And I don't know if he was drunk that huh. night or if he just was going off his rocker. But yeah, so I met one maybe Zionist because I wasn't like, are you a Zionist, sir? I was like 12, 13 mm. at the time, yeah. so I didn't, I didn't care about it too much. Interesting. I mean, our, our synagogue, Yitzhak Rabin, was very popular. Yitzhak Rabin, right, the prime minister yeah. who was, he was very murdered. Right. Well, he made an effort to 
enter the 21st century. He made an effort to get along with the Palestinians, but we need to share the land and we need to accept that we are going to be in the minority in that land. And that if it's going to be a democracy, we're probably not going to rule. Although you never know, Jews are always getting elected to high offices. Look at Ukraine. When I was growing up, they didn't talk about Palestinians, actually. We definitely thought that this was a land without people for people without land. And it was only when I went there that I saw these people. And I actually fell in love with one for a day. (laughs) I was 16. And he took me on his motorcycle out to the Garden of Gethsemane and said that the city of Jerusalem was his people's. And I understood. Kind of craned. I'm like, well, you know, that's a complicated history. I was 16. I kissed him. I would not have... um, went along with that saying I would have been like "Mm." I wasn't that intellectual horny and 16 I get it I was and I got in so much trouble with the counselors back at the central command of this group that went to Israel a Ramah and I got punished and ostracized for having gone off with an Arab man a Palestinian but I cherish that memory oh, actually Arab, man. yeah they're so scary <laughs> um <laughs> I, what do you think about when did they turn so right wing in the lacoon i think it's been gradual Nefertali always was has it been gradual Nefertali was always really 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 right wing but i mm. i expected better from bb and yair lapid bb's a whore you know, he's from your state. Exactly. I know him so well. I'm not the best Jews in Philadelphia. I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia, what's going on in your synagogues, but a lot of right-wingers seem to come out of that place. And we're, we're right. both lived in the same state. I'd never met anybody like B.B. at the Tree of I Life. I have. In my huh. area of Philadelphia, I went to Harzain Temple. I loved the synagogue and a lot of people there, but I also met a lot of young men like B.B. and very ambitious and very smooth talkers and absolutely ruthless and into their Judaism, no questions asked, and just there for ambition in that area. I never got along with those guys, which is why I left. I have a certain love for my roots, but not that much. But I do understand BB and I remember when he expressed joy at Clinton's problem that Monica was Jewish and that perhaps he'd get an even more favorable president, that Clinton would be impeached because he wanted basically Trump. He wanted someone that would be as right-wing as possible. And at the same time, he's a politician and he knows that that doesn't come across very well to his donors here in America and in Europe. And so he acts like he cares and he's not such a ruthless killer, but he is. And now we see his true colors. Very sad, very uh, sad. Yeah, I hope, yeah. I hope after, um, after um, Passover he doesn't pick up this ju- docking for more judicial power. That's what people say. Knesset. As corrupt as the Knesset already is, to be honest, I really hope they keep protesting his um, 
authoritarian rule he's trying to pull over in Israel. Because I do want to go back and go back to Hebron and Jerusalem and all that cool stuff. But I don't want to go back if, if he's in power still or if they're pulling this crap down there. Well, I don't want to go back. They're pulling so much crap on the Palestinians. I really don't want to go back. I was on TV in Israel for a while, right, Max? Five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had our show on some hot Israeli station. It was a men's channel, I have to say. I mean, it was some very kind of Howard Stern-like channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on for five years. They were always asking for new shows and paying for them. Correct. I took the money. I should confess that. Are you Catholic? I'm not the priest here. You don't have to confess. I'm your mother confessor, and, and I'm my own. I have to confess to myself. I try to be as honest as I can with myself and with my audience on FDR and with Max. I mean, I can't be a totally open book or else you'll all like leave the room out of boredom. But I try to be a little bit honest and I kind of forgot that I had this show on in Israel for years. And in fact, did an interview with them when I was in France about therapy. Yeah, what was the topic? Okay, Uh, Sex therapy, nothing politics. We have 15 minutes left, Dr. Susie. What do you want to talk about? The show goes very fast. Hey, I'm very happy with everybody. uh, KDOT and I started to bond. I mean, we got in a fight because I wanted to (laughs) shove my cleavage in his face. Tits in my face. There you go. I'm proud of them. They're little, but they're hot. shock and awe. The sight of boobs brings pleasure, real pleasure, healing pleasure to anyone, women, men, anyone looking at them. Now, I'm not saying every set of boobs. Everyone has their preferences. Thank you. Thank you. I am saying the right set of boobs can bring so much joy. It's so horrible to me that this is what's forbidden on our airwaves, in our social media, and yet all the guns and missiles and that shot of that family holding guns. Now that to me is child porn, showing kids holding guns and he's a senator or congressman in a state that just had a horrible mass murder. And this is what I find obscene, not my lovely cleavage or even my friend's lovely nipples. I don't usually show nipples, but sometimes I do. And, you know, I want to be able to. And I think it's just sad that we can't free the nipple without getting terminated. Uh, Yeah, I guess the nipples um, to guns. It's good. It's a good idea. I say just keep your nipples to those who want to see it. Well, sure. I don't know about flashing them everywhere, but that's a personal. You don't have to be in my room here. I like to see nipples falling from the sky (laughs) onto my head, my bald head. You know, sometimes I find myself witnessing a person being killed, basically witnessing a snuff film against my will because I am caught up in clickbait and I find myself looking at a disgusting horrible murder taking place and I find a lot of non-consensual activities going on and yes I agree with you KDOT it should be consensual but let's not just say sex is the only thing that is harming us and in fact 
there's a lot less harm than the violence that is being put before us and that is given so much more freedom than the sex, which is censored right and left. I just want to give right. a, another shout out. I know I've shouted her out, but we're almost done. We are staunch supporters of Stormy Daniels since 2017, when we first learned of her romp with the Mario Kart mushroom dick of Trumpy Dumpty. But we are not supporters of that other lady who will not come out and took the money and kept her mouth shut. I forget. Karen McDougal, fuck her. No, I mean, People she, like nah, her, she's all right. Woman in weird places. She took her money and decided to stay quiet after it's been outed that he also might have involved himself with her as well. I, I so, yes, we support Stormy Daniels. We say fuck Karen McDougal because she's why women. Don't use we. I am not part of your we. I would like to fuck Karen McDougal because I would like to have sex with her. I have my own wee-wee. Yes, I have mine too. Right. I'm not angry with Karen McDougal. I understand the pressures. But all the more reason that I honor Stormy Daniels, let's just say bravery, because she's on a hero's journey for many of us. And she is presenting a positive political image for a sex worker, which I think is important, especially when movies like Pleasure are out there, especially when politicians like Trump are out there giving sex a bad name, excuse me. He's a libertine, but he's a hypocrite. There are some prudes out there, like maybe some of our Supreme Court justices, like Amy, the Handmaid's Tale, but there are also libertines like Trump. Actually, there are probably more libertines that do what they want, have affairs, and then preach and honor the restriction of rights for poor women, the restriction of sexual freedom for the rest of us. But they always have lawyers that can get them out of it. Well, let's see if this lawyer can get him out of it. I agree. On that note, we should close it off. Do you have your own show, KDOT? Do you? You should. No, I don't. I don't care to be do online your own too much. Show. I'm just, I'm, and don't come on my show unless you really want to. Well, unless Abraham just really likes me, and then I'll see. <laughs> no, no. You know, I, I know you Abraham were forced like to come on the show. I don't show. want to force anybody into anything. <laughs> this is enthusiastic consent only, even if it's your fetish to be forced. Okay, I want to say goodbye to everybody. Ramadan Mubarak and Pesach Sameach. And happy Easter. And yes, we are happy to celebrate Stormy Daniels. We're not sure what's going to happen. Is this really a happy ending? I hope so. I believe so. But we could be wrong about that. Although we've been right to support Stormy and her legs. <laughs> we know this story has had legs for many, many years. And I want to give a shout out to my classmate from Yale, Cyrus Vance Jr., who started the case and then retired before he could finish it. And so we appreciate that. It's an old case. It's gone through its ups and downs and all arounds. But it is going to see the light of the media now. The guy's a thief. Yes. The guy's a traitor to the constitution of this country. And most specifically, a liar. And a liar. About very important things. And this was a case of lying about 
a thing that maybe wasn't so important in and of itself, but is important in the grand scheme of things and represents a lot more and was also illegal. And his other guy went to jail for it, Michael Cohen. I hope it's not like Andrew Tate in getting released from Romanian prison. Now, I don't know if he's really a sex trafficker. That accusation is thrown around a lot, and I don't believe in it. But he's a very despicable person, so I don't know. Okay, let's talk about... Okay, let's talk about something good. First of all... We had some good sex the uh, other day. Yeah, we did, and I'm just... I had a big orgasm. My goddess. Yes, it was heard around uh, Arcadia, as a matter of fact. <laughs> All of Arcadia. I heard it on the Arcadia Weekly, I read about it. Maybe it got into El Monte. Yeah. But I want to say goodbye to all the beautiful women in my room. Oh. I'm pretty, I'm pretty We're talking strict. about my orgasm, but he's all hot for y'all. Well, well look at all uh, Dr. Susie, Dre, Pam. Well, he's not I'm a glad guy. I'm one of them. <laughs> well, you're number Kaylee. one. Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh, where's Kaylee? I love Kaylee. Oh, yeah. I love you all. And, of course, Persia. Yeah. Be peaceful. And Adriana. Adriana. And Dre. Yeah. Uh, a lot of beautiful people in the room. And men. We're not naming the men. And Pam. 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 Especially Pam, because she's looking right at you. Yeah, look at her. Which is very, Whoa. very compelling. Seductive. But wouldn't offend K-Dot because he's religious and he thinks probably women should be covered from the neck down. I could feel that. But so what, K-Dot? They haven't turned this into the complete land of Gilead in The Handmaid's Tale. Not yet. And as long as that's the case, we are on the air. We are FDR, which stands for fuck. Rich. And it's the love train. Not the Trump train, not the chump train, but the love train. And we're eating our matzah and having some sex. It's a mitzvah to have sex on a Jewish holiday if you're married. But I extend that. See, that's my midrash. I said, you don't have to be married. You can be trans. Happy Trans Day. Isn't it some sort of trans day? Yeah, and happy Trump Indictment Day, is, uh, as uh, Adriana Bloom says. Yeah, right. That's good. And uh, yes, no more guns. I mean, we can't have no more guns, but let's have less guns. And that includes bombs. Less of all of that. Make kink, not war. Right on? Yes, and we didn't talk enough about the bonobos, but we will on uh, another time. Yes. There will be another time. I wish. <laughs> I wish. You wish. I wish. I, I wish. wish we could free Assange. Oh. People on the right and the left support him. By the way, there's now a movement in Congress. And we have supported him since 2010. And I haven't heard about that. And I bet yeah. that some of those people I don't like. You don't, right? But that's okay. That's I okay. want to find ways to meet with everyone, positive ways. And if we can meet through the desire to free a journalist, let's do it. Okay. And also to work peop with people who we may not like. Right. We should to try. Bring, to bring a more peaceful a more creative, a more artistic uh, world rather than autistic. And um, yeah, 
because we are brothers and sisters, whether we're Trumpers or anti-Trumpers. I don't really love all the gloating over this fall because it does hurt a lot of people. Now you people, you asked for it, so. <laughs> but hey, jump off the Trump train. Come on, get on the love train. Yeah, and I'm not saying vote for Democrats. I'm not there. I'm saying be bonobo. Vote for peaceful Republicans. Vote for if peaceful. If they exist. Yeah, yeah, if they exist. And Democrats. Let's talk about peace. Let's talk about a real great fucking country. And let's take some inspiration from China instead of Please. just making them into the enemy. They have made peace between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Let's not fuck that up. And they have taken 200 million people, 200 million people out of poverty. All right, let's take us out of poverty because so many of us are there. Let's get off this train. The chocolate is getting to me. Let's go, bonobos. <laughs> Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not no. war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you, I love you. I love you too. Go, bonobos. need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else, you can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.